welcome. We're back in session with your host Jay of What's Going On, a social studies network podcast. Now let's get into it. another episode of what's going on a social studies network podcast today we are with jose yep how are you doing sir? i'm doing good yep just finishing up my last semester of junior year and that ain't senior year so tell us a little bit about yourself yeah yeah like i said i'm, I'm a junior and i uh, go to uiuc uh urbana um a little more about me i like to play music and um kind of one of the roles i play um with the social studies network is that I make TikToks um, kind of just about social studies and kind of what's going on, the current events in the world. Okay. Love that. Social media guy. I'm terrible with technology and I'm just a TikTok scroller. I don't post anything. And, you know, sometimes I like to start arguments in the comments. And I, yep. the I feel you on that. <laughs> to stir yeah. some things up, bring back some bitter feelings from some debates that you can have in your comments. But we see an argument. I probably started that, okay. and I'm hoping that it'll boost the algorithm. Appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Um, no, that's it. Yeah. Just okay. looking forward to senior year and being done with college. Yes, getting on my yeah. yeah. <laughs> so much. I cannot wait to yeah. go out of here. Enjoyable experience, but I'm ready to leave. Not here. <laughs> so the first question I like to ask everyone is. What did you think of social studies before and what do you think of social studies now? So I guess because we're in college, you could say, what did you think of social studies before you came yeah. to college and what do you think about it? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say kind of growing up, um, I feel like I didn't appreciate social studies as much as I do now. Mm -hmm. I kind of just, um, like, you know, just learn like whatever you learn in class and uh, take it from there. But I kind of feel like now and like kind of like what I'm doing with the social studies network and researching stuff on my own time, I kind of feel like I'm starting to appreciate it more and kind of realizing like there's so much I don't know mm -hmm. that like I should, like probably I don't have to know but like you know like there's so much history that I don't know like so much has happened before me that I don't know and it's just kind of made me just more curious to just learn more about the past mm -hmm. and so I kind of just see like social studies now is just like something that um that I kind of want to just learn more about and just um yeah just learn more about because there's just so much that I don't learn. And there's like, you know, there's a lot of people that would probably be like, um, no, it's in the past, like history, you know, it's probably not as important as current, but it's just, we can learn so much from history in the past. So that's why I think it's just important uh, to keep learning, which is why um, I'm into it a lot more now. I think that you said something that's like a common thing with social studies that I've been having about other conversations, such as it's a continuous learning journey. There's a lot of things that you didn't know that you know now. Um, and obviously, like, that's not our fault, but it's nice that you appreciate it more now, because a lot of people, I feel like, just think it's, it's pretty boring. But I know that I talked about 
trying to boost your algorithms <laughs> argument. Um, what do you think about how the algorithm on TikTok runs and how do you think that can influence or impact the way that people use TikTok? Yeah, that's another good question. I would say um, the thing I think that people like about TikTok so much is that it's it's kind of like kind of random. I feel like most people agree that it's kind of random, like the way algorithm works, where it could be someone with like no followers can get millions of views, and then someone with like a decent amount of followers say they have like hundred k followers, right? Mm-hmm. They can just get like hundred k followers, or probably I mean like I mean views, it probably less, but someone with, like um, no followers can get a bunch of views, and I think that's what people like about it so much is that anyone. Um, they don't have to be famous. Just anyone can just use their platform and just get a bunch of views on it just because it's kind of just the random, I'm like kind of like the random algorithm where it can just, it kind of starts off with just a few people, right? Yeah. Where it's like, I think it's like 10 people see it. And then if those 10 people like it, probably respond, like depends on how long they watch it for. Then it goes out to another 10 mm-hmm. and then it goes out to 50 and then a hundred and then the more people like it, it just keeps going out. So like, um, I think that's what kind of separates TikTok from like Instagram and like probably like Snapchat and all the other um, social media is that it's like you don't really need a following to get your stuff out there or yeah. whatever you're trying to talk about. Yeah. I think that's interesting because I've come across pages of people who have like two million followers, like, and I've never heard of them before. And I think that's pretty common. Like sometimes there are going to be people out there who have a large following or they're doing something and you don't know who they are. But I feel like within like our like society now when it comes to social media. If anybody has over a certain amount of followers, you expect to have heard something of them, yeah. have their video come across like your 40 page at some point. And I think that's interesting because there's a conversation, it was like a while ago, probably where pandemic come about like what is considered famous on TikTok. Yeah. Because a lot of people were saying like you get a lot of followers, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're famous or that people are necessarily paying attention to you as you've got yeah. a lot of followers. So like that, what do you think like that? like how that system works with TikTok, how do you think that will influence or impact people who are trying to use TikTok as an education platform to learn about topics such as your TikTok channel? Yeah, um, I mean, like for me personally, like we, I mean, I started with like no followers and mm-hmm. and as like, I wouldn't say we have a large following yet, but like the views, um, we're getting a lot more views than like, than we should with our following. Mm-hmm. So I think that like with social studies, um, and like what we're trying to talk about through TikTok, I think kind of benefits the way like the alg- algorithm, like the way TikTok works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also just say like kind of just with, I mean, mainly TikTok. I mean, you know, and like a lot of people know, like TikTok's making a lot of dancing and yeah. like uh, funny stuff. But I mean, there's a lot of political stuff and like serious stuff on there. And then like what I'm trying to do, and I think what Social Studies Network is trying to do is just kind of be, just give information, just tell people stories that they don't know about. Mm-hmm. And that can be difficult sometimes because a lot of people, um, they don't want to go on TikTok and probably like not learn too much about school because they just probably came from school, you know. Of course. But um, but I think that's why we like to talk about a lot of current events mm-hmm. because you know, um, that's stuff that's going on currently and they can relate to and they can be like, oh, I didn't know about that. But um, I, I think people are, are, are like willing to learn. I mean, that's the thing about TikTok; it's very short, and so um, the attention span doesn't need to be very long. Yeah. And if you're quick and you can give people little facts about stuff, then. I think people will like it. So I think that's what I'm trying to do right now. Yeah, I think what's cool about that is like if you see a TikTok video that's like informational, educational, whatever you want to call it, but you're interested in it, you're going to go into research that yeah. and probably do it. Because I do that a lot. Like I see something that's like really interesting and I'm like, now I'm Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
what is what is there what is going on like what did i just learn about in this like little short tiktok which i think is interesting because now they've like up the time from like 15 seconds to 30 seconds to like a minute to like three minutes yeah like now you can do like three minutes i think i don't know why i think it's five but i'm pretty sure it's three like the max you can just do because at first it was just like 30 to like yeah a minute yeah honestly i think three minutes sometimes could be really long yeah i mean i don't I haven't, I haven't been through a whole three minutes. Really? Yeah, I'm on TikTok to watch short stuff, and that's it. But yeah. No, I most definitely mm-hmm. see stuff, and I'm like, I'm going to go back and watch it again. Yeah, when I, I don't. But sometimes I'm like, I know, like, if you don't watch the whole thing, like, it's more harmful. But I'm like, dang, why did you make this three minutes? Like, you could yeah. chop it up into, like, 30 yeah. sections. But um, I think what's interesting about what you said about, like, people are going on there to watch dance and things like that. I've seen many TikToks that was, like, educational, informational and in that space. People are like doing makeup, but the background information, like the, the voiceover, is of something that's important that's happening, or someone doing something like weird or quirky or whatever the case may be to grab people's attention. But the background sound or the voiceover yeah. is like of something that's supposed to be like important to send out to the masses, which I think is pretty interesting. There was a debate about that like, why are you doing makeup and you're talking about someone who lost life in a humane way? Or, yeah. Why are you doing makeup and you're talking about injustice? And I was like, I thought that was a pretty interesting, like that whole debate. Because I'm like, on one hand, they're trying to they're trying to garner more attention to that important situation. But sometimes the the part that gains attention can overshadow what they're yeah. trying to do. So I guess it just depends on what it is. Cause I've seen it work and I've seen other people mm-hmm. are like, this was completely inappropriate. Don't ever do this again. But I want to talk about, if I get into other questions, what are, what does your process look like for, you know, the videos? Yeah. So I kind of changed my process up a little. So what I, what I started to do first was that um, I wanted to make like kind of edit videos and like um, put pictures in and like put like the words in, right. Mm-hmm. To kind of make it, I guess like probably like more fancier, you know, in a way. Um, but I kind of changed it up a little because I feel like on TikTok, people like to feel like they're like having a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I kind of, I mean, the best thing to do about TikTok is like see what the people have a lot of followers and views and mm-hmm. see what they're doing. So that's what I kind of did. And I mean, there's not a lot of people I see doing stuff on like social studies, but even like people, someone talk about politics or just kind of like current event stuff that still happens a lot on TikTok. Kind of like at what they're doing and like they're showing their face and like kind of acting like they're having a conversation with mm-hmm. someone, you know? So like, that's the main thing about TikTok is like kind of showing your face and act like you're talking with someone. So what I started doing, like, after a few videos and I started showing my face because mm-hmm. at first I didn't do it. And also it's like, it kind of is a little easier to do it because it's like, I'm kind of just like, I'm the person that's kind of presenting instead of me having to like make this whole type of presentation um, with like words and stuff like that. So it's easier in a way, but it's also better because people feel like they're having a conversation with me. But um, besides that part, so I started doing that. And then what I would do is that, so I kind of make a list of like what I want to talk about in the month, whether it's like, like Women's History Month uh, just passed. So I talk about that and like some current events will pop up, right? If something big happens, I'll be like, okay, that's what I want to talk about this week. Um, but yeah, what I'll do is I'll kind of set a schedule of what I want to make. And then I'll start to research those topics and then just kind of gather some pictures out I want to put in the TikTok. And then I'll, um, and then from there, I'll just keep gathering more research. And then I'll kind of decide how I want to like set it up, right? Like mm-hmm. what I want to talk about in the beginning, because you know, like you want to grab the attention, you know, like you don't want to have like a set routine, but you want to grab the attention so they don't swipe right away. And then I kind of from there kind of try to get like an attention grabber and then just like kind of the facts I want to talk about 
and I'll probably ask a question or something at the end because, like I said, you know, on TikTok, people want to like be engaged. You know, yeah. it's kind of like community. So kind of ask the question, be like, like, what do you think in the comments of this, or like, what are your thoughts on this? You know. So yeah, that's kind of like the process I take. Yeah, as a teacher educator who uses technology, um, it kind of it almost sounds like a process that a teacher would take. Yeah. Lesson plan, you know, figure out what works, what doesn't work. Learn from their last lesson plan and from last semester last year last week, and then they go and they change it and they make it so that it could be interactive with the institution where community, you know, creating a community in the classroom, making making sure your students are engaged so they don't lose that that interest and that attention span in what you're talking about. I think it's also interesting about, you know, just with the teacher being in front of a classroom or walking around talking to their students instead of just being at their desk and things like that. So I think that that's really cool. And I think that with that, how do you think that, you know, teachers can use TikTok as a multimodal way to teach and educate their students when it comes to topics like social studies? Well, I think the main thing, I mean, to look at it is like kind of like how do, how can we have kids have more fun or like how can we like relate to kids and like lots of young kids from like, I mean, even probably second to third grade are on TikTok. I mean, kind of everyone's on TikTok, the young ages, like all the kids know like the little dances and yeah. stuff, you know. So it's just like when you kind of like try to relate, be like, hey, like on TikTok, I know you're on there, like look at some of these videos that, you know, mm -hmm. um, that are educational, you know, and um and I think that's the way, like, I guess teachers can use it in a way to kind of, like, relate to students and um, kind of just, I guess, I guess evolve in a way. I mean, I don't think, I, I love TikTok, but I mean, I don't think um, it should, like, replace any way of, like, teaching people. I think it's a good addition, mm -hmm. but I don't think it should, like, replace, like, the way we teach, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's a good way, like, for another, like, for kids, younger kids to learn. Um, but, yeah, I think... Um, but yeah, but I think TikTok's good just because, you know, like, um, it's short and um, it's good, like, for fun facts like these kids can learn. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I said, I don't think it's like a replace the way they're learning, but it could just be um, a way that students can relate. Because I remember, like, when I was younger, um, just like, we use a lot of technology. Like, I remember we used to have iPads and yeah. even if we used to do an assignment, like, let's say we had to write something down, like, even if it was just to write on the iPad or just like do like an activity on the iPad, it just made it a little more fun or more. Yeah. I'm engaging just because we're using technology and like now like all these kids have this technology and now it's like TikTok where it's like okay like how can we use TikTok to like um make the kids have more fun but also educate them so like uh probably looking at videos like social network that's talking about um history so yeah I think that's interesting but I mean but like I think maybe when I was in seventh or eighth grade they started bringing like iPads into the curriculum and it was always like really fun, even though it was educational. Because we all used to make jokes like, ooh, I still got money. We got pads. <laughs> like, I don't know, just something that was really interesting. And I think it also helped get like kids more engaged because so many of my peers had phones and things of that sort. Me, I didn't have a phone. I wasn't allowed to get a phone until I graduated eighth grade, but you know that I had an iPod though. I had like a fifth generation little iPad. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that was my little form of technology. So I like being able to, you know, increase my technology and have it. You know, my family's old school pen paper, read the books and whatnot. Um, and then also too, like going to like high school and just having a lot more communication, like through technology, education through technology was very important because of like language barriers sometimes and just different ways that students learn different. I want to say. Like, Terminology to use. 
Um, but just just needing to have different, just different a different schooling process and a different schooling mindset. Technology can be very very beneficial. But also, I am on teacher talk. I am on a lot of talk. <laughs> but I am on teacher talk. Yeah. And something that I've noticed is that like you can tell that the relationship between the student and the teachers are so strong mm-hmm. within their videos because of the way they get to interact with yeah. the videos. Each other. Like, look at us set up our room. Look at the books that we did. Like, oh, look at us like roasting our teacher. And I think that is pretty cool because not only could it be a learning tool, but it just could be a way to connect students because something that I noticed between like when I was in like eighth grade, seventh grade in high school, kid, more kids have phones now. More kids have yeah. phones like, I mean, yep. not that old, but people like a lot of people have phones and technology when I was younger, but not as many. As yeah, I, yeah, I get what like, you're saying. Yep. Like, oh my God, I'm like first, second grade, grade yeah, third, yeah. iPhone. And I'm like, dang, yeah, y'all, got, yeah. y'all got the iPhone 14 Pro <laughs> with a case and the fastest charger. Like, they're like, oh, we need FaceTime. I'm like, FaceTime. Yeah. Oh my God, it's crazy. Yep. But I think it's like really important, especially now. With, I think a lot of schools are trying to figure out how to manage technology within their classrooms because something that I've noticed within conversations with my peers is that a lot of our schools that we went to, Noble, Catholic, and charter schools, a lot of those schools didn't allow you to have your phones out. Yeah. And so now a lot of schools are like rearranging their rules and trying to figure out like, are the students are going to have like anyway? You know how yeah yeah you know and I balance that yeah. yeah and I think it's really important to have TikTok in that space or have be able to use social media in that space because it no longer becomes a thing of your phone is punishable your phone is a distraction is now your phone has become a part of like the learning environment especially because so many phones and technologies are in competition with each other and we're kind of um, in a technology based society mm-hmm. you know, with all the like chat GPT and just yeah. all the you know, the nuances and the fears that come with, like, increasing and, I'm blanking on the word, I wasn't sure how to the word that I was trying to but just, like, the increasing and is bettering the one? I'm an English major, I should know that, whatever. And the bettering of technology. But, um, you know, with that, there is some, you know, debate, some tension about whether TikTok is going to stay. Is it going to go? How do you think about that? Yeah, so what I would say is that when it comes to social media, I mean, I feel like, I, honestly, with anything, there's always going to be good and bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like TikTok is just a platform, you know? Like, it doesn't actually create anything. Mm-hmm. Like, we as humans have to create stuff on the app, right? So TikTok alone mm-hmm. is not bad, right? Instagram alone, but Insta- someone on Instagram can post something racist, right? Yeah. And then it's bad, you know? And then people are like, look at what you can do on this app, right? Be able to spread hate, right? But like, if you really think about it, like, I feel like you can do that in anything, you know, like, with anything in that. And that's kind of the issue where it's like, okay, does the good outweigh outweigh the bad, you know? And like with TikTok, you know, like, I'm thinking, like, I'm not sure if you, just like with anything, there's been so many jobs created through TikTok. And I feel like a lot of people don't really um, appreciate, I mean, not appreciate it, but like, some people see that as a bad way, like, even from like, I mean, there's people I know that like do food food reviews, right? Um, they start just making videos and now they're like, they get to travel, right? The country and like yeah. go to restaurants and um, do food reviews for a living now. And I think that's just awesome, you know? Um, like there's been um, like, I'm trying to think like, I mean, there's been people like other types of like, there's food reviews. I mean, even like singers, like people who like to sing, right? Like they 
post something and then it blows up. And um, there's even something like something crazy where like there's someone that posted like a dot on their their um, like something like a dot on their back and they're like, what, what is this? And like a doctor um, duetted it. Um, again, they're like, yeah, like you possibly could have cancer or something. They went to check and it was cancerous. Then they got it out and they're fine. Now, like just little things like that is just crazy. Where it's just like you built this community on TikTok, where it's like even though there's been so much bad, like even like the little things like that, like there's been so much good through it. Mm -hmm. Um, that it just seems that like, um, that like apps like this are just very crucial because it's like I feel like other apps like Instagram and I kind of said this already, but like Facebook, like the way that TikTok has made it a very community where people are able to just share and speak with each other through comments. It's not really like that through other apps. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like what makes TikTok really special. But when, when it comes more to the ban, um, personally, I, I'm kind of against it. Like I think yeah. TikTok should share. And I feel like most people agree with that too now. Kind of like what we kind of saw what was happening. Um, like the president of TikTok, I think he went against like um, Senate and he had to like um, just answer a bunch of questions. And people kind of felt like he was just kind of being attacked. And some of the questions were like... Um, like not good like they were just like like why are you asking this like we have to connect to our wi-fi like you know our location stuff like that just stuff questions like that um but yeah I, I really i think tiktok should stay and i just think that i mean just stuff like this like what we're doing here like we're spreading history and like yeah. talking about current events and um yeah I, I think and this is just one of the ways where like the good kind of outweighs the bad yeah. but like i said i mean like w whatever platform you give someone they we have to choose what we do with it yeah. you know so I, I think just because some people choose to do bad doesn't mean we take away all the good and what people can do that's good through the app. Yeah. I think you, oh my God, you have such a good, like such a good Instagram point. And I'm so happy that I can bring this up because about sometimes things are not just good and bad, they're systemic. And unfortunately, our social media side of TikTok plays into a political systemic, you know, thing where I just don't feel like it's just about the good and bad. If it was about the good and bad, they would have got rid of TikTok a long time ago. But I feel like TikTok has always been through controversy, for one, through the system of this is not created by Americans. This is created by China. Yeah, by yeah. Someone that mm -hmm. is from China. So it's the Chinese app. And if you think about our, his, our political history during the pandemic, when Trump called this the... the, the was it he made like such a racist terminology for the virus and yeah you know, i remember it. i i know what you're talking about i actually forget but i know what you're talking about yeah there was so much um there's so there is like all the asian hate that was going mm -hmm. there's so many horrible things that were happening because of our political climate because of the fear that was happening because we were in a situation where none of us were prepared for none of us had truly experience we were trying to figure things out left and right and I think that TikTok took like a lot of the brunt of it all because it was something that was easy to fall back on. Are you gonna add something? Oh no no no. No, okay. No, no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I feel like you want to add something. But I think that that's like really interesting the way that our political system will use anything that it can grab at to to push an agenda of fear, to push an agenda of xenophobia in a way. Because even with like you talked about the good and bad. And like going back to the algorithm, I don't agree with the ban either because there are so many things going on with TikTok, such as like when it first started, there's not a debate going around because of um the standards that they had written of what you had to look like, what tax bracket you had to be, who mm. you had to be, what they were looking for on their app to, you know, push people forward. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Things like that. 
and a lot of like black creators and like so we are getting like the short end of the stick yeah. and a lot of people were debating about it and i feel like you brought up an important conversation and i think if we got rid of it it would be very harmful to lots of groups of people it would yeah. be very harmful to our political climate and our community and our social climate because we're able to use this simple platform simple social media people have so many ideas about what social media is what it's supposed to be what it's not supposed to be i was like the devil in the years of the time but i think it like did an important thing it brought a lot of people together and i think it, it just it just brought up many conversations especially for our generation that i think is really important but i i just think like it just sucks that it has to be political i wish it could just say it's a good it's a bad thing we have to look at who's benefiting from this yeah who's not benefiting from mm-hmm. this and why did they choose to target TikTok, you know, why didn't they choose to actually not? This is a good question because we see who created Instagram. We yeah. see who created Facebook. Yeah, we yeah. see who created this. We have movies about these people. We have documentaries. We have interviews. They're there in our political system, like influencing decisions, yeah. having big worldwide conferences with our politicians. Now, if we think about the state of the world when it comes to politics, education, politics, and school. You know, with like the the um the book bannings, which I know you talked about that. So, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe you want to get into that before I say my two cents about it. You talking about like the the AP ban or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another example. I I believe it was um Florida or like mm-hmm. Georgia that was bl- uh, banning um AP AP Black History. Um, and like honestly, that was one of the videos that I really liked making the most mm-hmm. because that was one of the things where I kind of got to dive in a little deeper and kind of learn um, about like what was going on there. And it was great to kind of see like people talk in the comments. Like I've never, I've never created a video like that before where kind of people going back and forth, like it never got too crazy, but it was like just a long thread of just kind of people going back and forth. And even though it was um, people agreeing with it, disagreeing with it, it was just kind of nice to see like people civilized, just having a conversation Mm -hmm. and being able, being like feeling safe to share about, Mm -hmm um their opinions and like that's one thing i like about tiktok and that's also bad about it it's like you know you're not in person right so people feel safe to kind of say whatever they want right whereas someone who's shy and like wouldn't probably say this in person like they say it on tiktok or they're saying something that they should not be saying but they're just saying it because it's online you know you're not face to face but i think in a way like just tiktok has kind of created a safe space so like in sections where it's just like you know what i don't really agree with this like let me say this right and hopefully people respond respectfully and then we can have a conversation about it. Um, and that's kind of what was happening and kind of the AP black history and how like this kind of like roots, like kind of to something deeper and how, um, um, <clears throat> and how like, this is just like, I mean, like it's kind of just it's racist, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, like that was just kind of, I think for me, that was kind of when I realized like what I was doing was kind of really having an impact mm-hmm. because like, I was kind of thinking about when I started this, like, what's my goal was to just spread knowledge, you know, but I think what my goal is now, like, what I really want to do is just kind of create a, create a community and kind of, like, be able to put people on a platform to talk about what they want. And, like, I kind of feel like when I made the video about AP Black History, Mm -hmm. it kind of showcased that, so. What did you learn from the conversation that you've seen in your conversation? Um, Well, one thing I learned is that 
Well, like kind of the people who are having this conversation was because you know, it's about education. There's like people who are teachers and students talking about and I'm talking about. And I kind of figured out that, you know, like people can really have like civil conversations um, and talk about it because, I mean, lots of the stuff on TikTok like, is not about education. So when you see people arguing, it's not anything that's like, you know, not that deep. Right. People are arguing about like, oh, I like this dance or not. You know, like that's not yeah, that big of a deal. But to like see people talk about like, um, like the way our school system runs and have a conversation about that, um, it kind of just like maybe learned that you know people can have conversation on a on a social media platform that has depth, you know, it has meaning that like it it has purpose, you know, like when people talk in the comments, you know, it's like this doesn't really matter, you know, mm -hmm. but it's like I feel like when it's stuff about like social studies, like this really doesn't matter because probably someone who thought it should be banned, they kind of had a conversation or and was like. No, it may be like, like there's no reason why this should be banned, you know. Mm -hmm. So I just think um, that's something like I learned about it, learned about the video is just that you know, like people want to share their opinions. Like people have so much to share, they just need a space to do it. So yeah. Yes. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> okay. You're connecting my points yeah. so well right now. Two things that you said it matters, and so many people want to have a voice. So often in our society and in our culture, so many people do not have a voice. And we're seeing it at a large scale with our government, with college board, on the census, trying, well, not trying, actually being quite successful with taking away a multitude of histories. Mm. You know, not just with Black history, because once you start here, you can start taking away yep. a plethora of things such as the LGBTQ plus community. Native histories, Hispanic histories, which are histories that aren't at the forefront anyway, but they will continue to diminish because of the powers that our politicians have to, you know, take away these things from from the minds and the eyes and the schools of our of our upcoming children. We see this at the large scale. TikTok is a platform that allows people who don't have a voice, who can't go to these conferences who can't go to these rallies, who can't go to the community, yeah. even if they could, no one would pay attention to them, no one would listen to them, they would get kicked out or probably wouldn't even be let into the room, they have a space to connect with people from Texas, to Michigan, to Colorado, to Chicago, to New York, to California, anywhere within the state, anywhere in the world, to be able to say, this is my opinion about this, I'm able to give my two cents, I'm able to make my voice matter, I'm able to make the situation matter, because I can only imagine, like, if there was no outlet for people to share their voice and speak up about it, how would the story have gone? Because yeah. I feel like there's so many situations where the story would not have gone where it went if it wasn't for social media. Like, if, um, if that train crash and it caused the oil spill and it's continuing, I can't remember where it happened, but it's contaminating that area's waters, which is something that is is has happened before. But no one is talking about it. And I found out about it through TikTok. I also found out about it through Instagram. And I'm like, they put it on the news for a second and they took it away. And then they started talking about Mar-a-Lago and, and everything and Trump's arrest and everything that's happening with that, which yes, that's important for us to know because we could be potentially yep. travel and spread. And it's like everybody else is somehow getting even further than that. It's like it wasn't for people using their voice, using their platform, being in the comments, having conversations, saying that this matters, like my voice matters, or someone else's voice would matter. Like, how would that play some sort of way? Yeah. And that's just very fascinating that, 
you know, you're able to do that, which I honestly think is like really commendable. Because I've always wanted to use TikTok, but I'm scared. I don't know. I don't know why. Like I'm so like you just want to like shy people. Like I use Instagram, but like I've been using Instagram literally since the logo was brown. And if yeah. you don't know about Instagram being brown, you just don't know Instagram. <laughs> you know, like before the yeah. story. Yep. Yeah. 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 And so like being able to use my platform there, like during the pandemic, I was able to share so many things like links for donations, links to listen to YouTube and watch YouTube videos if you have money to donate, being able to be in conversation with people like me. So like, well, I didn't know about this. Did you educate me about this? Or yeah. Maybe I was wrong about an opinion that I had about something. And I'm like, send me the evidence. And they will send me the evidence and have a, a conversation about these just different topics. So I think it's very important because not only does it show that our voice matters, sometimes we can speak up for other people. Because there's been many the times where the family has been suffering from a tragic event that no one's talking about and no one's listening to them, but there is someone that spoke up that person for that family for that instance and was able to push their story forward and get people to, you know, talk about their story and get people to see that they're important and that and that their voice matters. Oh my God, <clears throat> my voice matters. <laughs> it's literally going. But I think how do you well, I think that's the one thing that TikTok kind of did on its own a little. It's like they kind of created the, the safe space, which is why I, I kind of like TikTok um, because I mean, like, that's the thing where it's like tiktok is the platform right and then like we make a platform inside the platform right so i make my page and this is my platform and with inside my platform there's people talking right so it's like i create that safe space but like it's me and then it's like kind of tiktok in general and it's just i don't know it's just like the way that like tiktok's designed with like the comments and the way you can like duet and like react like react with videos it's just made it very like um just interactive right and so it's just like it just makes it just a very safe space where people like I'm like, it's like TikTok wants people to like communicate with each other, you know, like Instagram kind of started off with just like, it was like more, I'm not sure if you know this, but I'm pretty sure Instagram was really just for photographers, mm -hmm. like post stuff. Like it wasn't really for like social media. And then like um, Snapchat came around, like that was for talking and the pictures and the Instagram kind of like evolved a little, right? But TikTok, like TikTok was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like TikTok, like it was made for like, like community and like, mm -hmm being interactive so i think like the way like like i said just before like just duetting like reacting to videos and just like the way you can comment and like even like you can now you can like make videos to a comment right like usually on other apps you can just like comment right like on tiktok you can literally like if, if you're the creator actually i think anyone you can literally go into the comment section click on it and then make a video about just that comment mm -hmm. where it's like that's what makes it so like a safe space and where like you can connect with people where it's like a random person, like a famous person, can literally look at your comment and then make a video about it, you know, which I, I just think is really cool. But yeah, but yeah, just kind of TikTok, just people have just, just feel really comfortable on TikTok. I mean, like I said before, like there's a lot of good with that and there's some bad because people can kind of share all, all their like thoughts, even if it's not, um, even if like they shouldn't. But just like in general, TikTok has just kind of created a space where um, people just feel comfortable to just share their opinions and share what they want to share to the world. Yeah. This has taken me to like earlier in the conversation when we talked about how this is um, a multi-modal form of, of learning and education. 
is a really good question i never really thought about it i mean i've always kind of made tiktok videos but yeah i mean yeah like someone could easily i haven't really think i've really gotten that much hate comments but i mean very easily someone could just comment and be like why are you sharing this or like i don't agree with this or like this is a dumb video you know like that stuff um can happen but um yeah i haven't really thought about it that much because you know i'm a little more new to this and like it hasn't really happened but i guess a way like i think the way that what i'm doing is that I'm not really sharing my opinion as much. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing is that, like, was what I kind of talked about. Like, I want to create a space for people to share their opinions, right? So what I do is that I give the facts because facts are facts, right? So I, I kind of give the facts. And, like, sometimes, like, I have to share my opinion. Like, yeah, I don't think this is right. But may, most of the time, I'm not really giving my opinion. I'm kind of, like, sharing the facts. And then I'm like, what do you guys think about this, mm-hmm. right? So, like, for me, I feel like I haven't really been... Um, I haven't really had, I haven't really kind of thought about myself, like making sure I'm safe, but like so far I feel safe and feel comfortable like making the videos I made. But sometimes like if people in the comments are like being rude to each other, then it's like, it can make me feel a little unsafe because it's just like, you know, I created this video and like sometimes be like, wow, like I created this video and like I gave these people like a platform to kind of like, I mean, a space to kind of like share something rude or something, you know, like sometimes I do think about that, but most of the time that's not the case. And, um, but yeah, like most, yeah, like so far I felt pretty comfortable, but I'm um, just not really trying to give my opinion as much because, you know, it's not really my opinion. It's really the social studies network, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just kind of like, um, just, you know, I'm just kind of like spreading knowledge for the social studies network. Like it's not really like my page, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to just give the facts and then just, like I said, like give people um, a chance to like share their opinions. Yeah. Now that I have you thinking about it, what advice would you give to educators, scholars people in general who want to do what you do or are doing you don't what you are doing what advice would you give to them to make sure they're creating a safe space for themselves and also dealing with the safeness that you create or maybe didn't create as well as you would have liked to 
Well, one thing I'd say, like, even for educators or just people who are new to TikTok, just, like, remember that TikTok is social media. You know, this it, it isn't a classroom. You know, it doesn't have to be so formal. Um, you know, like, just remember that you're, you're kind of talking to someone. You want to be very, like, just, like, informal, you know? Like, you don't want to seem like you're you're teaching someone right like you want to feel like you're talking to someone like and that could be like way your tone like hey like look at what i learned or something not very like presentation type for class you know mm-hmm. on tiktok because people like they don't want to go on tiktok for that so i just like feel like one tip would be like just remember that you're on social media and like you know that there's a lot of people on here that are not that probably don't want to they're going to go back your video and they don't want to see it so it's like how do we like how do you like attract those people that probably don't because you know when you're in a classroom everyone's there to learn about that but on tiktok a lot of people are going to compare your videos that probably don't want to learn about it so i think that's important and then i just so we're creating a safe space i think just the biggest thing is just that um when you're on social media like there's just there's a lot of like i said like in a classroom most people are going to be respectful and just understanding that um like your safety is important so it's like if a video you post and like people are being real like you always delete it and just delete the video you know like, I think that's important. Just, like, put your safety first and just understand that, um, that like, um, people just are going to probably say stuff that's not okay. But as long as just – and another thing I would say is just, like, people are not always going to agree with you, and that's okay. Um, like, you might post a video and people be like, I disagree, but as long as it's respectful, that's all that matters. So I just – I guess just probably accepting that not everyone's going to agree with uh, what you're saying. Yeah. And I think what I would add to that is – there are guidelines that are created based off of feedback and complaints and unions and things like that. Some things we get to see, some things that we don't get to see. And sometimes the guidelines that are created by the company, by the site, could be harmful to certain people. And I think another way like people to keep yourself safe is to understand what platform that that's around. Did you say like you are on social media? Mm-hmm. Which I think is very important. I think sometimes people lose sight of that because it could be a revolutionary thing. And as we become revolutionized, we start thinking like people need to be knowledgeable about what they're getting themselves into, what they're doing, because someone could post a video on the, the site and like, I don't agree. I'm taping this down <laughs> and it's harmful. And people are like, I'm harmful. This video over here that's like yeah. legit, actually harmful. I'm feeling targeted. And I think at that point, there needs to be a space for. Creators to just find time to detach themselves and, you know, to have a social detox for themselves and just be able to have, like, you know, a support group because sometimes safety guidelines yeah. are not truly safe for everybody that's on that app. It could be to censor certain people and things like that. Do you have any, you know, final comments that you? Uh, comments? Um, I would just say in general, uh, yeah, like when it just comes to TikTok and just, I would say like if you're afraid of like kind of like wanting to share like um, your opinions on stuff, just remember that um, like your voice matters and that um, I think it's just important to always try like, you know, you only you only live once, you know, and I think that um, if you're kind of scared of like what could happen, then like if you don't try, then you, like you'll never know. You know, I mean, it's pretty simple and I feel like a lot of people have heard this, but it's true and it's like something I've had to come over to is just uh, get over it's just that you know like if if you never try you never know like do it, you never know and and it's also okay to fail like there's going to be a lot of videos that you post that are not going to get a lot of views and that's just kind of you have to accept that sometimes where you put a lot of work into one video on tiktok 
that doesn't get a lot of views and then a video you kind of just crapped up in the last minute just gets a bunch of views you know that's kind of how the way tiktok works um but yeah that's kind of like the thing i would say it's just um just don't be afraid to share your voice and either it's on tiktok or anything and just don't be afraid to fail because it's gonna happen a lot i'm very very happy that you mentioned that which i have a segment that i like to do called drop a gym but i'm going to change to drop that knowledge boom <laughs> you know i have to have the boom it has to be centric so before i share mine that i low key is going to steal from you what is what knowledge are you going to drop on us mm, let's see i was kind of going to go with the whole failure thing but i would just say um oof let me think for a second because I was kind of that was that was kind of like my little knowledge thing right there. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me, yeah, I'll reiterate. Yeah. Um, pretty much just don't be afraid to fail. Um, you're gonna fail a lot more times than you uh, before you succeed. Um, and um, I would say just don't be afraid to follow your, follow your dreams, whether it's on TikTok or anything, because um, like I said, you only live once, and I think people are just are very like much afraid to fail. And I think once you get past that, um, not caring about what people think and about the failure part, then you'll be able to achieve anything. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot from you. I'm a big social media hater. I'm a big, only because I'm a technology hater. But what you taught me with your last little, your last little tidbit is to keep going. There is no shame in not reaching your goal and reaching where you want to be. There is no shame in trying something new so that way it benefits your classroom it benefits yourself as an educator as a learner it benefits your space it benefits everyone around you because that is the way to keep going that is the way to grow that is the way to help others grow that is the way to keep the circle of learning going and boom we just dropped that knowledge on you i mean what more can you say thank you for joining us for another episode of what's going on the social studies network podcast with jose I really enjoyed talking to you today. Yep, I did too. Yep. That was yes. great. You made me so much more confident in my TikToking. I will try to dip my toe and push it on to my future students. But thank you for joining in. This was a very fun and great episode.